friends, welcome back to Hold Up, Let Me Explain. I'm your host, Nicole, and on today's episode, I wanted to talk to you about how it feels and how I'm almost 30 years old without a college degree. But I also wanted to talk to you about my first week of school, my first week of senior year at that, and advice professors have given me through the years. Now, I know this episode is going to be a little bit all over the place, so just like let me explain. (laughs) So first, let me talk to you about my first week of senior year. So for those of you who don't know, I am a senior at Rollins College studying business management. I started back in 2020, like the fall of 2020, and it's already been two years and I'm officially here. I can't believe it. I never thought no, let me let me rewind a little bit. I knew I was going to go back to school and finish my degree. I just didn't think it was going to take me this long. But you know, honestly, I'm just so happy to be here. You know, I think that it's a good thing it's taken me this long because I think that in the beginning of my 20s when I was going to school, it was so important to me to finish and to just kind of get it over with that I was just passing through. I wasn't really like absorbing the lessons. I wasn't really being in the moment of being a college student. I was just going to it to find a way out of the hospitality industry because, you know, working in hospitality as a server, you know, the money is good. There's a lot of freedom. There's a lot of flexibility, but the money isn't always consistent, especially if you aren't at a consistent restaurant. I mean, neither way, no matter where you are, you're going to go through your high and low seasons. But for the most part, I always knew deep down that it's not a field I wanted to stay in forever. And I felt that the only way out of it was by getting a degree and just getting an office job. My perception of success for a long time was working for corporate America, working nine to five, weekends off, benefits, and that was it. And the older I got, the more I realized that my version of success and being rich is very different from that lifestyle. Nothing wrong with it, but I knew that that's not technically where I wanted to end up. I still wanted my freedom and I still wanted my flexibility. I just wanted financial stability. But this is the thing. Even though I took about seven years, no lie, of not going to school, I still didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Now, when COVID happened and I lost my job, I mean, so did millions of other people, I felt like a complete loser. Like, I felt like I did nothing with my life. I was very hard on myself. And I felt like trash, that I was unemployed, that I was on welfare. Like, again, so was everyone else. But I just felt like, what the hell have I been doing these past eight, nine years? You know, other friends of mine who were affected by COVID, of course, didn't necessarily lose their job. They just had to work from home. But because I work in restaurants, I was one of the ones that were furloughed. So a lot of my friends, you know, socially were affected, but financially were not. 
if anything, they ended up making more money because they weren't leaving the house to go spend it. <laughs> you know, they were able to pay off a lot of things quicker. They were able to set themselves up. They were able to invest because, you know, they were limited on going on vacations or going out and spending money. They had more control of where their money was going. Me, on the other hand, was drowning my savings, leaning on my boyfriend a lot, having to apply for food stamps and welfare and all of these things. And again, I had no choice. We were going through a pandemic, but still, it affected me to the point where I'm like, no, I need to go back to school. I need to have a degree so that if this shit happens again, I can at least qualify for a job, you know, because my resume runs heavily on hospitality. So here we are. So that's basically the fire that forced me to go back to school. And even though what I want to do in life ultimately doesn't require a degree, I'm still happy that I went and got it or am pursuing it because I feel that in the past two years, I have found more focus on what I want. Going back to school has like allowed me to be more creative it's given me new ideas. It's forced me to read books I would have never picked up in the past. It's allowed me to network and just learn. Ultimately, just learn. I think one of the things they always tell entrepreneurs to do is to constantly read, constantly be educated. So even though there are entrepreneurs out there that don't have degrees, one thing they do make sure is, is that they're always learning and they're always reading and they're always, you know, finding new resources for new things. And so I feel that going back to school allows me that. If you're 30 without a college degree, there's really nothing wrong with it. I just say it for myself because when I compare myself, which I know I shouldn't, but when I do compare myself to a lot of my other friends, they all have degrees and I don't. So in my head, I'm like, fuck, I'm almost 30 without a college degree. But you know what? At least I'm in it in school pursuing it and I'm almost there senior year I can't believe it I can't believe how long it's taken me but you know what I'm glad that it has because again it's made me appreciate and really like engage in it and learn which I'm like obsessed with so this semester I'm taking three classes I'm taking family business planning entrepreneurial finance management and marketing management and for two of my classes, I have the same professor for, which is kind of nice because I already have an idea of what he expects. So it kind of is it's like easy for me to navigate both courses. And I take them on the same day, too, which is kind of nice because he ends class early, which is super nice because like a lot of my classes are like over two hours long and like ain't nobody trying to be sitting down for more than three hours. So, you know, it's been really well. I will say, though, out of the three classes I'm taking, the financial, no, the entrepreneur financial management class is definitely, definitely going to be my hardest one. Literally, when I went to the class, he was really nice in the beginning. He basically said, you don't need to buy the textbooks. I'm going to basically post the chapter slides on Canvas. And, you know, so you'll have access to that. So I expect you to just read through the chapters come to class prepared, I'll brush through it, and then, you know, kind of lecture you on it. And if you have any questions, we'll go through it in class, which sounds pretty straightforward and, okay, manageable, right? Well, tell me how on the first day of class, he, you know, he starts off easy. He goes through the syllabus. He's, like, getting to know one of uh, all of us. He's, like, letting in on himself, letting us in on himself and, you know, getting to know him. And then he, like, again, you know, brushes through the chapter, and then next thing I know, he goes on a tangent, 
starts doing math on the board, goes on another tangent, pauses. It's already been 20 minutes of him just talking, looks at the class and says, okay, does everybody follow? Okay, great. Let's move on. Bruh, I'm like, uh, I'm still trying to figure out what that symbol and squiggly line means. <laughs> so yeah, my friends, I already know that class is going to be a little hard. And that's the one I take Monday nights. Cute. So you already know Mondays are now going to be podcast day slash study day slash caffeine, Adderall, coffee, food. Let's get into it. You already know because I'm going to need to really have all my focus on that. Now, Wednesdays is when I take my uh, family business planning and marketing management class, which I feel like are going to be two of my favorite classes because those classes is mainly just us reading the chapters and like discussing it in the classroom. Luckily, I don't get homework for that class. I mean, I do for my marketing management, but it's basically just like writing a 500 word paper of like what we've learned from the chapters we've discussed from the previous weeks. So it does seem like a lot, but it really isn't because since the classes are made up of just discussions, as long as I take notes, it gives me enough information to write on my papers that are due for homework. So I feel like that is going to be pretty easy for me. Now, I will say that in my family business planning class, when I first got there, I like found my chair and I got there like about 15 minutes early. And I'm so glad that I did because when I got there, there weren't that many seats available. And then little by little, when the rest of the class started to pull in, I started to realize like, holy shit, this is a really big class with not enough chairs. And literally by the time the professor got there, there were kids like kind of sitting on the side like awkwardly because they didn't really have a place to pull their chair to. We were able to kind of organize the classroom so now everybody has a seat comfortably. But yo, when I was there and everybody was in the class, I realized that the majority of the students in my class are all frat boys. All of them. Just like imagine tall white boys who are all in fraternities like super 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 like douchebags in boat shoes like I mean I'm just kidding I don't want to call them douchebags a lot of them are pretty friendly but I remember just like looking at all of them and I'm like oh my god you guys are all so cute but this is the thing about being almost 30 <laughs> in college you see these kids and you're just like they're so cute but you're like you're so young like I'm just like Again, circling back to being happy being here at this age is that I'm kind of like over that crazy boy phase and also I'm in a relationship. So that kind of like tames the little beast in me. But like I see that and I'm like, yo, I am so glad my intention for school is to learn and not to find a boyfriend <laughs> because like being in the classroom and looking at all the frat boys, I'm like, yo, had I been here eight years ago forget about it I would be not staring like I wasn't that desperate but just like low-key feeling like oh my god like these boys are so cute like how do I catch one of them to be my study buddy you know uh, but yeah it's just like super happy that I'm in the mindset that I am now because I could like literally look at that and be like oh my god they're so cute but I look at them like as like an older person not an older person perspective but just like you know, they're just young, like all of them are like 19, 20, maybe 21, 
Like I can maybe assume one of them is 21, but all of the other ones are pretty young. So I'm just like, that's cute. I will say that I got played in my marketing management class. So, <laughs> my God. So my marketing management class, we're going through chapter one, right? And the professor is talking about value proposition and how companies mix benefits and economic value that would you know explain why a customer would choose their product so he was just talking about like examples of that and examples of that would be like twitter which is you know a platform for self-expression so that's their value proposition uh facebook's value proposition that it helps uh people like connect with each other and share like news and media and all that fun stuff so bringing the topic of facebook he starts to ask ask the class like oh you know raise your hand if you use twitter raise your hand if you use facebook and a few people like raise their hand and then he asks, well better question who still uses facebook bitch tell me how i was the only one who rose their hand the only one i rose my hand and <laughs> Everybody like looked at me and the professor, keep in mind, he's like much older, made a joke and was like, all right, way to tell everybody your age. And I'm like, yo, dead ass. Well, I didn't say dead ass. I said, yo, literally. And I, one of my friends, Kenny, who I've had like three classes with him already, he was sitting next to me and he started laughing. I started laughing too, because I'm like, yo, that's like kind of embarrassing. So then he starts talking about Facebook, how it's kind of like marked for the older generation and I mean he didn't say it like older generation but like to be fair like a lot of the kids in my class were born like basically after the year 2000 like a lot of them are like 18 19 20 maybe 21 I'm 29 turning 30 and I mean Kenny is roughly around the same age as I am but he doesn't use Facebook or maybe he does but didn't want to raise his hand but the professor was basically saying how like you know when he was in college was when Facebook was created to be fair, I mean, it was a long time ago. Facebook has been around for quite some time. And so, you know, he just basically talked about the older generation. Tell me how this girl in the class... Now, I know this wasn't aimed for me. So I'm going to tell you what she said, but I don't want y'all thinking that she was talking about me. But she ended up raising her hand and she said, do you think... To the professor, she was like, do you think that Facebook will still be available in the future? Or do you think that's more for like a middle-aged thing? bro I like covered my mouth and looked at Kenny and Kenny looked at me and I was like oh did she really just say middle age yo he started busting out laughing I started busting out laughing I'm like did this bitch really say middle age like damn bitch I'm not middle age but again she wasn't saying this about me she was just saying it in general because the professor kept referring to Facebook for the older generation which I know it was like a very like loose term for him to say I don't think it's aimed for older generation but clearly because Facebook has been around for a long time and Gen Z is more towards Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Clearly, Facebook users are like people in their 30s, I guess. I don't know. I mean, my niece definitely doesn't use Facebook for the most part. So, But I definitely felt played. I was like, damn, yo, I feel mad old. <laughs> but anyway, circling back to the whole thing, I would say that my entrepreneurial financial management class is going to definitely be my hardest. Family business totally full of cute boys but for the most part I feel like it's going to be a fun class and my marketing management class taught by the same professor is going to be an interesting course I've already been called middle-aged just kidding not really but you know still a little hurt by that but for the most part I really like all my classes
I do want to transition over, though, to advice professors have given me through the years because I always have an idea by the end of the first week of class what classes are going to be my favorite and what classes are going to be my least favorite. I know right away that my marketing management class is going to be my favorite because I feel that that's the one I'm going to learn the most in. I know that the financial management one is going to be my least favorite because I know it's going to be the hardest. But it's also probably going to be the one that I'm going to be more focused on because that's the one I know I'm going to have to try the hardest in. So we'll see how that goes. But it kind of triggered a memory of all the professors I've had through the years. And ironically, the classes I've hated the most were the ones I learned the most in. And I think it's because I had to force myself to be more focused in them. But I wanted to switch gears and talk about those classes in the years that I've taken that I've hated the most, but also learned the most in. So I'm going to rewind all the way back to when I went to Valencia College, which is considered a community college. I don't think it's considered community college anymore because of how big the college has grown. I think it's just considered Valencia College now. But, you know, we'll see. I know they have like bachelor degree programs, so you could actually get your bachelor's degree at Valencia. Um, But anyway, moving on. So I remember like... How old was I? I want to say I was like 21, 22. I was taking this like English honors class and the professor, it was a pretty small class and I honestly forgot the professor's name, but she was hard and she was strict and she was the kind of professor that if she felt like your work wasn't worthy, she would use your work as an example of what not to do. And I learned that quickly by by like the first assignment I ever submitted so I noticed that with her class a lot of her students who have taken her have already taken her before so it seemed like the class I was taking had a lot of returning students and I was probably one of the only ones that was a new student to her course I guess like people who have taken her taken her for English one and then for her English two honors was a lot of her returning students, but it was my first time taking her. So I remember she had posted an assignment. I forgot it was like a paper of like a review of like a story she had us assigned to read. And she basically said, you know, give a summary. This is what's due, submit it by the next class, whatever, right? And so I did. And I remember, I think I did like roughly like two paragraphs and that was it. Well, on the day before our class she graded me like a d and i'm like what the fuck like a d like i just wasn't like oh my gosh like why the fuck did i get this grade and when we returned to class i kind of kept it to myself i just waited to the end of class to kind of talk to her about it well she used my paper as an example of what not to do in her class so that was embarrassing she basically started off like I had a student turn in work that was completely disrespectful to me and to the course. When I assign assignments, I expect a full page. This person didn't even reach to the bottom of the page. Asking about a question, like she was like, the question I asked deserves a th- like a thorough response. I barely got three points. Like this bitch made it seem like I did the assignment in four sentences. I gave two paragraphs. It just wasn't 
It didn't reach the bottom of the page. It wasn't double spaced. It was single spaced because that's what she required. And in my head, I'm like, well, if it was double spaced, it'd be a full page. And because it's not, I just single spaced. Like in my brain, I'm like, I submitted the assignment as requested. But it wasn't like she had any kind of requirements. You know, all she said was that it needed to be single spaced. Well, she dead ass put my fucking page up onto the projector. I mean, she didn't show my name or anything, but her and I both knew damn well that it was mine. And she literally used my work as an example of what not to do. And I was literally mortified because this was what it was in the beginning of the semester. And so when the class had ended, I literally went up to her and I apologized. I'm like, hi, listen, I, I wanted to apologize for the work I've done. I, I've never taken you before. I didn't know that this is what you would request. I only followed what was requested from the assignment that you posted on Blackboard. It was Blackboard at the time. And, you know, she just like looked at me, nodded her head and just said, OK, well, now, you know, for the future. And I'm like, fucking bitch. But let me tell you. From then on, if a professor ever marks an assignment that has a minimum or a maximum word count, you best believe I'm doing the maximum word count. And believe it or not, ever since then, anytime a professor requires me to, you know, submit any kind of assignment, I'm always doing the most, you know. So to be fair, it was a hard lesson to learn, but it has benefited me through the years. And even though I can't even tell you the majority of the things I've learned in that class, that was one lesson that I've definitely taken with me that I have benefited from on end. Another thing she had like done in the class that I'll never forget was I remember she had put an assignment for us. She was like, for the next day of class, I want you all to write down all the things you like to do on your free time. She wanted us to talk about all of our hobbies, what we like to do for fun, and what we do on our free time, whatever, right? She said, write down a list of at least 10 good things and bring it to the next day of class. We said, okay. We go to school. You know, we, we come to our class the next time, the following week. And I will say that in that entire lesson, she did not call on me. I did the assignment, but she did not call on me. She called on everyone else. I was convinced she didn't like me. She probably didn't, but I still passed the class with a B. So whatever. So what happened? So she starts the class and she goes, okay, you, tell me what you have on your list. So the person would say, oh, I like to write, paint, hang out with my friends, go to the beach, go to Disney, um, play basketball. And then she, the professor asks, okay, and what's your major? Political science. Midlife crisis. You. What do you like? Tell me what's on your list. So the person's like, um, I like to read. I like to uh, go to the gym. I like to hang out with my friends. I like to da 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 da. What's your. And then she said, What's your major? Um, I want to be a teacher. Midlife crisis. You. What do you like to do? That person was like, I like to go to the beach, travel, da 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 da. Like all these fun hobbies, right? What's your major? Uh, Pre med midlife crisis like literally every person she asked and then finally like one person kind of got offended by that and was like well you asked for what we like to do in our free time so that's what we wrote and they were and then the professor said okay well what's your major pre-med okay great so the reason why I say midlife crisis is because if you don't like to do 
if you don't like if if your hobbies and what you like to do don't align with what you're studying or what you're going to like commit your life to doing as a career if they do not align you are going to live a very unhappy and unfulfilled life which is why I'm saying midlife crisis and it was like one of those eye openers and let me tell you there were a lot of students were not happy about it because the person who was pre-med that was kind of arguing like oh you know that's not true the professor was like okay you said you like to travel right well, you're about to dedicate literally 10 years of your life to school, then additional five years of your residency at a hospital. And then after that, you're going to be a doctor. You're not going to have any free time. You are basically going to live in a hospital. And then after that, let's say you want to start a family. Let's say you want to have some kids. Guess what? When you have those vacations and you want to travel, it's not going to be about what you want. It's going to be about what the family wants and what your kids want. And it's going to be about going to Disney World or going on cruises for the family. It's not going to be about you going to Italy, going to Paris, going to Australia to live an adventurous life. That's not the kind of life you're going to live if you're going to study medicine. And that is something I will never forget from that class because when I read my list, it didn't align with accounting, which is at the time what I thought I wanted to do. I wanted to travel the world and I liked writing and I liked hanging out with my friends and I liked going to concerts and I liked dancing and I liked, you know, hanging out with my friends and doing fun things. It had nothing to do about crunching numbers, sitting down in an office and finding ways to budget. That was not what I liked to do for fun. It was something I was okay with doing, but it didn't align with what I enjoyed doing. So... That is something I always took with me, and I think it's something you should always kind of consider for yourself, that if there are things you like to do, try to find a career that aligns with that. It may not always work out that way, because I remember when I had my um, economics professor, he had talked about doing a quiz, and it it was like a quiz where he... It was not a quiz. It was more of like um, a personality test. And you fill it out honestly. And it basically generates a list of careers that would fit best for your personality. And even though he became a professor, his results came out as a boat captain. Because he loved to fish. He loved to sail. He loved being out on the water. And he was like, yeah, that's not what I ended up doing. And he truthfully said, you know, as much as he loved being out in the water, he knew that he didn't want to do it as a career because he would have hated it. There are people like that with photography. People love doing photography and love taking pictures and capturing beautiful moments. But when it came down to the editing and working for themselves and freelancing, that was the part that they hated the most. And that's how they knew that they couldn't do it as a career, but they liked to do it for fun. So it could go either way, but I'd still really, I I took a lot from that class. I learned a lot from that class. And not because of the material but because of the way she taught the course and the little things she said during that class, if that makes sense. Another lesson I learned through a professor was, I remember at Valencia, it was this uh, professor, he taught micro and macro economics. And he was really hard. I actually failed his class. Oh, no, I didn't fail. I dropped it because I felt like there was no way of me succeeding in that class. And a lot of students in that class did fail his course. So... I don't think he's a good professor, but I do have to admit 
he did make some he did say some things that felt very important to know and to learn so i'll give you an example there's one thing he had told the class he was like he's like not everybody is meant to be a ceo not everybody is meant to be the richest person alive not everyone is meant to you know be the best at everything and at first it felt very discouraging because you know teachers are the ones that are supposed to encourage you and to make you believe that you can be whoever and whatever you want to be in life right this professor is saying no Everyone has limitations. Not everybody could be LeBron James. Not everybody could be Oprah Winfrey. Not everybody can be Bill Gates. You know, we need, we still need our janitors. We still need our custodials. We still need our dishwashers, our teachers, our business people, our accountants, our techs. Like everybody has a place. Everybody, you know, is everybody needs to be where they need to be kind of thing. And I felt that was very disrespectful and limiting. Like, how dare you say that? You need to encourage all of us that we can all be CEOs. But then he talked about it some more. And he said, this is what I mean. He said, if you were to take me as a baby and LeBron James as a baby and put us two side by side, we can weigh the same weight, be the same length, look, you know, have the same features, whatever. I mean, maybe not skin color because the professor was white. But he was basically saying, like, you could put these two babies next to each other, having no idea how we're going to end up and learn or not end up and learn, but just end up and be as we get older, knowing nothing of that. And just look at us both. You cannot say to us both, you both are capable of being the greatest of all time in the NBA. You can't because you don't know. You don't know that I'm going to be over six feet tall and be the best at basketball. No, you can't. You cannot say those two things to us and you cannot make us both believe that that is possible because that is not possible. He's like, look at me. I am short. I have no athletic capabilities at all. LeBron beats me at everything when it comes to that standpoint, you know? So that was a point he was trying to make that everybody has their own abilities to succeed in what we want. It's just up to us if we have the gumption to get there. So even though the example felt pretty harsh, it was kind of like a little bit of a reality check. And in some way, a lot of people were kind of offended by it. I tried to understand behind it. I get it now. At the time, it kind of pissed me off because I'm like, yeah, you're talking about physical capabilities not mental capabilities you know like you're basically telling us like not all of us is smart enough to do it right but then he brought up another example and he said I went to college I got my bachelor's and then I got my master's and now I'm and now I'm a professor at a college one of my good friends never went to college he went to a, a tech school like a trade school to work on air conditioners and lighting and like electric like electric stuff he owns one of the most successful tech business, not tech businesses, but basically like an AC uh, company where he sends his men out to fix ACs around Orlando. He went to a trade school, opened up his own business, makes way more money, has a bigger house than he does. And he's the one with the master's degree 
being a professor at a school. So again, a degree doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, the reason why his friend never went to get his bachelor's degree is because he couldn't, he didn't like school. He hated school. He just knew what he was good at. He did it, created a business, created a plan and became successful at it. And that was it. Was he meant to be a professor? No, he was meant to be a business owner. The same way the professor was meant, well, not meant, I mean, we all have different purposes in life. You know, my purpose in my 20s will not be the same purpose as my 30s, my 40s, my 50s, you know. But basically what the professor, the point he was trying to make is not everyone is meant to do the same thing or to be the same thing. So don't go into life thinking that, you know, oh, I, I'm going to be this because what if you're not, you know. You have to be prepared for that. So anyway, I hope I'm making sense. He explained it in a meaner, harsher way, but it was a lesson that I kind of took with me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take it, but not yet. It was advice I couldn't accept right away. Now I've accepted it because you see now I understand that I am not capable. I mean, sure, I'm capable of working for corporate America, but I don't have it in me. I don't. I don't have it in me to work for a company and work my way up. I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I don't have the patience. I don't have the gumption. I, I don't have it in me. I don't. I'm far more successful in other ways and in other outlets of my life than I am in that. So I hope that makes sense. But that was like another kind of advice lesson that I've learned in professors that I did not like but I definitely took with me in my back pocket but you know I am excited about this semester and what lessons I'll learn from these professors I feel like I always try to take something solid from all my semesters with me I can honestly say that I remember all of my professors I've loved all of my professors and loved everything that I've learned there are books that I was required to read that I did finish reading and have kept in my bookshelves that I would recommend on to other people that I talked to about different things, different businesses, different ideas. And I mean, I, I truly enjoy it. And I will probably get into that on a different episode. But for now, that's all I got. I love you, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm going to be better at posting episodes on time. So sorry for the late post. But you already know, new episodes every Mondays. Don't forget to follow me on my YouTube channel. Don't forget to follow my weekly vlogs, of course, and to follow me on Instagram at hold up, let me explain at hold up, let me explain and at my personal Instagram account, which is at Nicole Asaf. I love you so much and I'll see you next time.